0: All right. Well, good morning, everybody. I appreciate you joining us as always. Uh, today, you're listening to the ASSP Healthcare Practice Specialties Health Beat Podcast. I'm Corey Worden. I'm the current administrator for the ASSP Healthcare Practice Specialty. Uh, today, we've got a great episode. It's one of the topics that we've talked about quite a lot in the last couple of years in particular, and especially with the COVID-19 pandemic and everybody's just in- increased level of operations and in busyness and everything else that's going on, not to mention the fact that people have had huge lifestyle changes based on things like quarantine and lockdowns and things of that nature. So we're going to be talking today about mindfulness and wellness and all of those things that help us to get through this life. So today we've got a great guest. Today we're talking to Simone Olivier and she is with Four Dragons Tai Chi. So they do a lot of fantastic work in this area and we're gonna be talking about this particular topic. Um, Simone, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you would, if you could give our listeners just a little bit about yourself, you know, your uh, your work, your experience, career, any anything that you'd like to add, we appreciate it.
1: Okay, great. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm excited to be here with all of you. Uh, so, I, I my name is Simone Olivier. I'm the uh, Executive Director of Four Dragons Tai Chi, and we provide Uh, tai chi programming uh, to various communities. Um, some specializing in senior living facilities. uh, But also we have a program called tai chi in the park, which provides free tai chi classes uh, at several locations uh, in the Houston area at different parts uh, with their uh, conservancies. And, uh, and so I did not always start off as a a Tai Chi instructor. Um, in fact, I started out uh, my career in oil and gas. I had a bachelor's degree in engineering and uh, worked in quality assurance. And uh, when my you know life changed uh, after having my son, I decided, that I wanted to change careers, do something different. And uh, and really, I had been studying uh, mindfulness, yoga, uh, meditation, all these things during college, uh, but didn't think of that as a career choice. But then finally, um, I was, con- I'd been, Studying it for almost 10 years. And I realized, well, maybe I have something here uh, that I could do. And so finally uh, decided to make that leap uh, out of the corporate world and into uh, starting my own business. And uh, I started out teaching yoga and also taught dance. Um, And and then finally, I came across Tai Chi. And it was like the culmination of yoga and dance. It was a dynamic movement uh, with the breath and mindfulness aspects to it. And um and I just really fell in love with it and fell in love with sharing it with the world, whoever was willing to uh, you know, practice with me, I was, I was willing to share it with them. So, so that's, that's where we are now today with everything.
0: Cool. And that's awesome. Definitely a, um, very, um, uh, symbol, symbolic of, you know, the, the journey of life, you know, you find, you kind of see where you're at and how circumstances and situations change and you kind of adapt and kind of find your way to where you're trying to go. And that's great that you're able to, to help people like that, so of course I know. And with the work that y'all do, you know, of course it it's it's helpful to people for, um, you know, things like stress reduction and and being able to just increase wellness all around, like holistically. Um, what are some of the ways you know either in, in your experiences or or you know with your clients or, um, or or just in society, what are some of the ways that you've seen those types of situations like burnout and Emotional exhaustion and um, you know things that kind of negatively impact uh, people's people's lives. How, how have you seen those type of things come around so that people can can be aware of when those um, those warning signs are coming?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting. You know, before the pandemic, um, my focus with the people that I was working with was just about like maintaining you know balanced optimal health. Like people, for the most part, were doing pretty good um, and people were just wanting to maintain what they the health that they have or improve it in some way. And and then after the pandemic, it was like you could see people just really struggling (laughs) with just everyday, um, you know, trying to uh, find ways and, and I even experienced it myself um, with the lockdown, you know, in some cases, in many people's cases, uh, life became very routine, not a lot of variety, not a lot of ways to, um, you know, get out and do the things that they normally love to do. And, um And so that leaves you the kind of feeling like a lack of variety. Um, It's just the groundhog's day, you know, it's just, you wake up and it's the same day over and over again. Um, And that that can lead to, you know, burnout and just not feeling like um, you're, you're fully living your life. And so it was, um, and I feel like I hit that wall a couple of times uh, over the pandemic myself, you know, we're trying to be optimistic, trying to find alternative ways and be creative. Uh, but after a while, you get tired of, <laughs> of having to put in that effort. Um, and so for me, it was always coming back to the basics, um, coming back to uh, whenever I start to feel like I've had enough, is like, oh, that's the warning sign that lets me know, okay, um, what I've been trying to do isn't working, so I need to try something else. Uh, and that's when I started um, doing, you know, different things that I normally wouldn't do. Like I started going back to yoga, and and not so much. Um, Tai Chi, um, you know, weightlifting, for me, it's more body movement related, Uh, doing different movements can change your perspective, how you use your body um, can change uh, the kind of language you use to describe your your life experience and, uh, and can help you to focus on Different things. So for me, it always comes back to: What am I doing with my body? Am I just sitting around? Maybe I need to get up, or have I been moving too much? Maybe I need to sit down and relax. Um, so trying to find balance between movement and stillness is uh, is a great way to, um, you know, keep everything in balance, keeping your mind in balance and your your body in balance too.
0: That's great. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how you describe that, because I've noticed that myself is that, um, if I'm like you said, you know, if you get that kind of stagnation in my case, if I'm sitting still for too long or if, or vice versa, if I'm just on my feet all day long, then eventually it turns really bad. You know, it it (laughs) turns into either this, like this chronic pain or it, or Uh just anxiety or so, um, I definitely agree, you know, it's something as simple as, you know, just changing it up and being mobile and um, then uh, vice versa, you know, then getting rest and and just just watching out for those little things. Um, It's interesting. My wife's also a. she teaches elementary school and she's always said for many years that, you know, when kids when kids get upset, you know, they have um, whatever the situation is, if they're uh, upset about something, or if they're having anxiety about something or just having a really bad day or somebody's picking on them or, you know, she said the, the one thing that always helps is if you can, if you can just get them to sit down and breathe, you know, it's, it'll always help them get through it.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Sometimes you need to kind of just take a break, you know, and kind of be off to yourself if, if it's a kind of an emotional um, situation to help yourself calm down. Um, in, in, in some aspects, sometimes, you know, we're, we get frustrated because we're, we're hitting a wall and we're, you know, we're wanting to, um, kind of like break through or make a change or something like that, or we're wanting things to change. And, uh, and when we don't, sometimes we get frustrated when we don't see it, happening and, and we feel like, um, uh, sort of like incompetent or something like, like something is, is, is not, uh, working together. And if you just go out and do something that you really feel really confident about something, um, you know, something simple, you know, it's like, it, it turns that kind of, um, I don't want to say failure, but like that failure mindset of like things aren't working, it turns it into oh, okay, yes, things things can work. It kind of turns the the circle, the spiral, you know, from a downward spiral to an upward spiral, uh, just by doing something simple, you know, go moving to simple tasks that can be um, accomplished. You know, with ease, the things that you're good at, and then come back to the things that are giving you trouble, you know, and you can come back to those things that are more challenging with a different perspective a perspective of confidence versus a perspective of being overwhelmed or, um, you know, having a negative experience associated with it. So that's some, that's another way we can kind of, uh, Shift the the tables, so to speak, um, within ourselves in order to kind of shift our perspective of how we're looking at things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great, great, great perspective and input. Yeah, that's interesting too. Is um, you know, with with our our listeners, you know, the majority of them are safety professionals, and that's certainly applicable because mm-hmm. safety is that kind of thing where. You know some things are relatively simple you know if we do ergonomics you know if we need to adjust somebody's monitor or their their you know their chair you know the chair height or and that's pretty simple we can take care of that but there are some things that you know we have to figure out how to we say okay well to resolve this you know i need to somehow figure out how to ask for five hundred dollars and i got to find a <laughs> vendor and we got to get a the thing then we got to implement it then we got to teach people how to use it and so it's kind of like oh this is a really big undertaking, you know, so it's real easy to look at that and go, that's just, yeah. that just produces anxiety. Just thinking about it, you know, Right. <laughs> having, to, having to navigate budgets and politics and trying to convince people of things. So yeah. That, yes. that's all.
1: Yeah. A lot of red tape sometimes and you're thinking, wow, is this really worth it? You know? <laughs> Even though, you know, it's the right thing to do. There's just, it's seemingly overwhelming something so simple. You know has this uh, trail of of tasks that need to be done just to complete this one mm-hmm. you know small project yeah uh, mm-hmm. but i i think one of the things is is that we get overwhelmed because we see the whole process you know yeah. when when yeah. when we when we are good at our jobs we know, okay, and this is going to lead to this, and this is going to lead to that. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've been through the process so many times. Um, And I think when when people are really good at their jobs, and have been doing it for a while in our experience, I think that's um, another way to kind of prevent burnout is to bring a sense of playfulness uh, to the work because now it you don't have to focus like for me in Tai Chi, when I'm teaching a beginner, all we're focusing on is the physical movements. My left hand is here, my right foot is there, and we're not really even working on the mindfulness, right? We're just working on the process of doing the Tai Chi movement. But once they get beyond the beginner level, then we can start working on breathing and flow and relaxation and, and adding all of these internal elements to the physical movement. And that can, that's my metaphor for, you know, working on the job is yes, in the beginning, you're a little bit more, your mind is more acutely aware of what you're doing, because you're learning, right. But once you are experienced enough, then you can start to um, kind of put your self into your job. Like I can do it, you know, with my flair, if you will, <laughs> with my intention. And, um, and so it's, uh, there's no need to be so overly focused because you know the process and you can break it down and say, okay, you know, I'm going to do step one, and then we're going to do step two and, and, and you're just going to break it down into small parts and try to bring as much, you know, fun to something that is routine. Uh, I think that can also help with the burnout and, um, and kind of take this, maybe not being so serious, <laughs> right, adding, um adding a bit of humor and playfulness to the work um, can, I think, can help just help diffuse uh, that intent, that intensity that can sometimes happen from trying to, you know, accomplish so much, you know, productivity in a day. And uh, it's been my experience that when you, when you make your job enjoyable for you, uh, playful, that it seems to flow better. Um, you know the if you you know, having to talk to somebody in, you know, HR or purchasing or whatever, that interaction will go more smoothly, right? If you're if you're enjoying yourself and enjoying what you're doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I, it, I don't mean to make make light of it, but it, it reminds me of that. I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. It was where uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the cop that has to go undercover in the school um, kindergarten cop. Kindergarten. And, cop. Yeah, that's what they keep telling him is that if you go in there and you're scared, the kids will smell fear, you know, and they'll, they'll <laughs> take you apart, you know. And, but if you if you seem comfortable and you know like you're enjoying the interaction, then it'll uh-huh. go it'll go better for everybody, you know. Um, right yeah I in a way safety is similar to that where you know, i remember my uncle he my uncle was a lawyer for his whole career and he told me once that that is when i first started working when i was you know at, just out of college and i, I had um, started doing safety and emergency management in the, in the air force and he told me he said you know He said, everywhere I've worked, the only person they hate more than me, him meaning the lawyer, is the safety person. (laughs) And I was like, that doesn't make me feel good. You know, it's like, thanks, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. My experience working in the oil field, I remember the safety professionals, because I worked kind of closely with them. They were always the nicest people, right, (laughs) because they were often the bearer of unquote, bad news, but right that bad news yeah. is relative, like to him, it's great news, like, we're gonna, you know, um, keep the company safe, and we're gonna save the company money and all these things. And everybody else is like, that's more paperwork for me, you're changing how the process and how I do my job. And, <laughs> yeah. and I have mm-hmm. to change and I don't want to. And yeah, change is tough. Um, uh for for i think everyone at some point um you know uh change all it can people can be a little resistant to change um so so yeah so there's a lot of um uh diplomacy that is required yes. in the yeah. <laughs> in the in the job um and um yeah and and convincing right um and so and and dealing with all kinds of different people you know Mm -hmm. um yeah and human behavior you know (laughs) it's uh it's a hard thing to change um but you know i think uh letting people know what's in it for them uh usually can uh you know somehow um, bringing that aspect to, to how this can hopefully improve, whether they're willing to see it that way or not, you know, we can't always change everybody's mind. uh, But that's a good place to start, you know, is seeing how, um, how this is going to benefit them in in the long run.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, speaking of change and, and, and dealing with change and adapting to change, that that's certainly a common thread in the, in the last couple of years. And, and I, you you mentioned this a minute ago as well. Um, Do you you think that the situation with COVID-19, you know, we're going on, I mean, goodness, uh, two and a half years almost. Do you think Mm -hmm. that between the pandemic and that changing everybody's work, especially the people that, you know got dropped into working from home overnight and then they mm-hmm. got pulled back into the office wondering if the pandemic's still happening and do you think a lot of that mm-hmm. has has kind of added to these these situations that are in, increasing the the um you know the burnout emotional exhaustion
1: mm-hmm. anxiety yeah. yeah yeah you know I, um i think the people who obviously have been affected the most are, is is not just the healthcare workers, but also public servants, you know, people who are having to deal with the public at a time where it's, it's not safe to be around people, uh, you know, um, and uh, people's varying um, ideas of of safety. <laughs> and yeah, I think that they've had to had they've had to deal with things on top of just doing their job. Um, um, And, and yeah, it could, yeah, definitely could lead to um, burnout, because we're, we're, you know, we're used to our job being the way it is. Uh, And and all of a sudden, there's not just a a couple more things to add to the list. It's like, Uh, a whole nother job (laughs) (laughs) on top of what, on top of what you're already doing. Um, Yeah. So uh, different, different stresses, Um, you know, these kinds of things um, I don't want to say is a distraction, but it um, you know, you, you only have so much bandwidth, right. And, and also having to adapt in a short period of time too. Uh, that can definitely be the, the lead to stress. In fact, it's quite the definition of stress, right? There's, you know, like what you're capable of um, at one level, and then what you're being asked to do at a at a higher level, and that gap between, you know, what you're capable, what you feel you're capable of doing, and what you're being asked to do, that's stress. Now, when that gap is small. Then it feels attainable and reachable. Stress can be positive, you know. It can help us to grow. But it's when stress becomes overwhelming and we feel like, um, you know, sometimes stress can be the leverage to help us to change. Uh, but sometimes um, when the stress level is just too overwhelming, it leads to breakdown, right? Instead of breaking through. You, you you start to break down. And that's when you have to, um, you know, kind of go back to basics, go back to um, the things that you know, um, you know, very well, and very clearly, in order to kind of get your bearings, um, and to, you know, get your your footing, so to speak, uh, and to get kind of grounded again, So that you can, um, you know, if you need to rebuild, you know, um, you know, getting back to basics. But some of the things that you can do um, are very simple and things we all kind of already we know to do. uh, But it's easy to forget. And I call it the the seven foundations. And that's making sure that you eat well (laughs) and that you're eating often enough. Uh, sometimes we get busy and we forget to eat and um, and and tempers can flare right when you're hungry <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. or that can that in and of itself can lead to feelings of stress um, is just not eating when you feel like you need to eat. Um, and so, you know, having snacks of, around if, if you know, in case of emergencies, but but just eating regularly, staying hydrated can affect your mood. Even if it's only 2% dehydration, you can start to feel, um, effects in, in your mood and your thought process and how you perceive things. Um, getting a good night's sleep. (laughs) I know that's a hard one, uh, for some, for some people, because it's hard to shut off the mind. And that's why mindfulness is so important, not just at night, but, Um, throughout your day, setting up times to let your mind rest, not just when you're sleeping, not just go all day and then say, okay, now sleep. That's not how the mind works. The mind just keeps going while you're sleeping. (laughs) Um, we're not, we're not computers where you just hit a button and it shuts down. You know, we have rhythms you know, to our day, and we have our own biological rhythms. And so it's important to take to incorporate downtime and breaks uh, to recharge. Um, so letting your mind rest can be, you know, meditative walking, going out in nature. Um, and if you can't go out into nature, you um, you know, meditating that like as though you're in nature. And when you're meditating, you can be anywhere in the world, right? Um, And so you, um, from a Tai Chi perspective, we use nature as a way to root and ground ourselves and come back to our own nature, uh, our own nature of being, you know, calm and, and tranquil. And uh, and so making sure that we make little increments, two minutes, five minutes. It doesn't really take a lot of time, um, but it does take consistency uh, to do it regularly and also letting your body relax. um, You know, uh, making sure that we're taking care of our body in that way and um, and also allowing our minds to unfocus. So many times we are holding a focus at the computer, at our desks, and we're expecting of ourselves. We feel that there's an expectation that we have to hold our focus for hours at a time. And that's not really how the mind is uh, was created. Um, it's great if you can hold a focus for a long period of time. It's a great skill, but it's just as equally important to balance the mind with unfocused Um thought process and so it's allowing your mind to let your mind kind of go and um and just letting thoughts flow like um uh there's a type of like journaling where you just write you know freestyle just whatever comes to mind you just write it down it's like just you know letting the thoughts flow um and and not trying to focus um the thoughts in any kind of way and then um you know once we've done all of these things you know we're resting our mind relaxing our body uh then we want to make sure that we are you know taking some time to play and play can is going to be unique to anyone but all it means is unstructured you know not doing things that is is relaxing um Unstructured because so much of our day, especially you know, as safety professionals, there's a lot of structure involved. There's a lot of policing, rules and regulations and standards. Um, you know, it's like just being able to think outside the box um, and and think in different ways to bring about um, creativity in 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 a world that you know variety and creativity is not necessarily valued, because we want to keep people safe. Um, but it's important to make sure that you balance that out. And then also making sure that you have, um, you know, healthy relationships. Um, I think really, out of all of those things, um, relationships may be one of the most important, because, uh our relationships bleed into our lives when relationships are not going well. um, It's hard for us to separate that out from our work, and from our, our personal lives and um, our internal world. So making sure that we uh, are participating in healthy relationships with our co workers and with our our loved ones, with our friends and our family, uh, I think is, 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 is a really big component for longevity, living a longer life, but also a better quality of life. So, uh, I think, you know, safety and quality kind of go hand in hand. It's like, you're always wanting to improve the process and, and make things better and make things safer. And, uh, and we want to, um, also like improve ourselves, make sure that we're doing our part to improve ourselves and then also improve, uh, our relationships with others uh, around us. And, uh, and I think if we focus on those things, then, um, a lot of the other pieces of work related work related things will kind of fall into place all on their own as uh, when we're taking care of ourselves. And when we're taking care of ourselves, it also um, bridges that gap, uh, that stress gap, right? So that when things do come up, that are emergency like things, we feel like we can handle it. We're like, oh, OK, yes, we've got that. Vers- you know, Versus you're tired, you're hungry, um you you're stressed out at home and then you, and then somebody brings something to you and it's like the the straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing you don't want to be in that position so um you know uh making sure that you take care of yourself is is going to help with uh making making better decisions and um and Carrying out your job in a more um, proficient way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That, that's yeah, great, great input. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going back to the the um, one of the first things that you had mentioned. There is, you know, it it it's, it's interesting things like um you know nutrition and and rest really really do impact you know the ability to operate is um is just something simple as you know being being hungry or whatnot then that that kind of jumps the cue and it's like whatever you're thinking about your brain is you know just telling you you know don't worry about that i'm hungry you know I
1: mean? exactly <laughs>
0: It's like you, then you have to force your, you know, no, I have to do this right now. I can't eat right now. And then it, then it just becomes this like internal struggle. Yeah,
1: uh, exactly. And,
0: and it's also interesting yeah. too, you know, that like you mentioned there with, with, with rest is, you know, a lot of times people will assume that, uh, you know, like you said, when you, when you go to sleep, that it's almost like um, people equate that to like a battery recharging, but but your Mm -hmm. brain just keeps working, you know, and Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I mean, I've had, you know, plenty of nights where it's like, I don't even think I, I I know I was physically sleeping, but I don't feel like my brain never stopped working, you know?
1: Uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you, if you feel like there's a problem, you know, that needs to be solved and it hasn't been solved yet your mind will still be trying to solve that problem all through the night, all eight hours of your sleep. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, so rest isn't just about like going to sleep. Yeah, it's about bringing your mind into a space of of tranquility and of calmness of like, okay, yes, this this is a problem, or, you know, or we haven't found a solution yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. to this issue. But we can we can pick this up tomorrow. For now, we're going to do x, y, z, we're going to we're going to focus on this, we're gonna, we're going to switch gears for now. And when we come back at eight o'clock, it's still going to be there, the problem is still going to be there. (laughs) And, uh, and and we can address it. uh, You know, at the appropriate time.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I know that you covered this um, in in your last discussion, um, but just to make sure that we kind of delineate it, just so just so we can make it make it very clear. Um, so what are the? Uh, you know, of course, we talked about you know in, increased wellness and mindfulness and decreased anxiety and uh, less potential for exhaustion. Uh, what are, what are the overall benefits of, you know, just taking the time and the energy to, to, uh, take care of yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Benefits of mindfulness in the workplace. Um, it helps to improve communication, right? So sometimes things there aren't really problems, it's just misunderstandings or, you know, some sort of breakdown in communication. So, Um, you know, like when, uh, when we're, you know, taking care of ourselves and our foundations are high, um, our, our brains kind of work differently and, and we'll get that reminder. We'll get that insight that, oh, I forgot to email this person, or I forgot to do X, Y, Z. And, um, and that's going to be. Something very, very small, very minor, but can uh, change the course of of everything following that, right? So um, it just helps to you to help make those connections between things going wrong to things going in the right direction. Uh, So improving a communication and that can help improving communication then helps to reduce conflict. Right. So there's, you know, it um, those times where sometimes we drop the ball, you know, Um, those might happen less. Um, Or uh, if we do, we catch them earlier Um, rather than figuring out, you know, weeks or days or weeks, months down the road. Oh, crap. You know, (laughs) this didn't happen. And it becomes what was once a small problem has now become a bigger problem. Um, It increases helpfulness, a sense of uh, teamwork, people, uh, a willingness uh, to be helpful and to be of service. I mean, that's why we all are doing what we're doing, right, Um, is is to be of service to the whole you know, to make things go as smoothly as possible. Um, mindfulness helps improve emotional intelligence. I think what you're kind of hitting at, at the beginning, you know, is, uh, you know, awareness, you know, we become more aware of, Oh, um, you know, I'm getting a little miffed or I'm getting a little frustrated, you know, either mm-hmm. with a person or with a situation or that you start to, when you're practicing mindfulness on a regular basis, you start to catch yourself. Oh, okay, Um, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having these emotional reactions. And and so it gives you some time to, for self evaluation, right? Because we Mm -hmm. wanna evaluate ourselves before somebody else evaluates us. (laughs) <laughs> right. yeah. We, we want to catch it first, um, you know, uh, and, and so that emotional intelligence starts, we, we start to become aware of um, ourselves and, um, you know, uh, what our what our triggers are, and what our values are, and what we think is important, and why we think it's important. Um, And so we learn a a lot about ourselves uh, through mindfulness Um, and it definitely helps to reduce um, burnout while simultaneously increasing productivity. Um, So it, it, you know, that's a, that's a win-win right there, (laughs) you know? So when we, when we get to a burnout stage, we've gone too far in one direction and then in order, in order for us to get back to balance, we have to go into the other direction. So for some people burnout shows up as sickness and then we have to take sick days and we take off of work and there's nothing wrong with doing that because you need to take care of yourself. But how can we prevent ourselves from getting that far to where we, we work ourselves sick, you know? Um, and, uh, and so then we have to go in the other direction. We have to go away from work <laughs> and 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 go back into just focusing on healing, hopefully, <laughs> and um, so that we can get back to, you know, our center. Go back to the point where we're able to work at a at a normal pace. Uh, and so um, so the less we we, we burn ourselves out, the more, the more productive we'll be, the more productive we'll feel, you know, and the better we'll feel about our work and what we're doing. And, uh, and this is all contributing to your, your physical and mental health, right? Um, And so you don't, you want there to be a cyclical relationship and in all your relationships, you know, it, it you don't want it to just be one way where you're just giving, and you're not give getting or receiving in return. Right. Um, so we want to make sure that uh, we have those meaningful exchanges uh, in our lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are definitely Good thing, great things to think about, especially the emotional intelligence, because that ties to like we talked about earlier, you know, with just diplomacy, you know, having to be able to communicate with people and and relay those messages when there may be a difference in perception of the the importance of it or the the urgency. That's great. Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, You know, you definitely have to understand other people's perspective, and, and hopefully, they will, um, you know, oblige in return, right, and see, okay, I understand you're the, you know, you're the safety professional, you're, you know, you're the expert at this, and, um, and I'll, con- I'll take into consideration what you have to say, and, and, and being able to, you know, have conversations to where um, you can, gain better understanding right of mm-hmm. each other's needs. Like they have needs, you have needs. How can we make this work? <laughs> the the <Yep>. negotiation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Well, that's a, a, a great conversation. Um and one thing I can add for everybody listening, if if you haven't seen it already, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a webinar on April 4th where Simone's gonna also be discussing the same subject and we'll be going into more detail there. So we're really excited about that. Um, before we finish up today, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything you wanna plug?
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah. If, if anyone is interested in uh, learning Tai Chi, I recommend that you try our Tai Chi in the park program. Uh, and It's free. Um, and you're out in nature, and, you know, and uh, it's a great way to um, relax and unwind. And uh, you can find our schedule on our website, fordragonsTaiChi.com, And under programs, you just look up Tai Chi in the park, and you'll see the schedule there. But also, uh, Corey, I would love to um, guide us through you know, a five minute meditation, if, if, if that's possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: All right, great. So um, wherever you're, you're listening, just take a moment to, um, to relax a little bit. If you are, um, you know, walking around, just maybe slowing down your pace a little bit and letting your, your walk be a little bit more mindful if you're, you know, sitting at your desk, you know, just push yourself away from the desk and relax back in your chair. And uh, if you're, if you're standing, you can just kind of relax your stance and bend your knees. Or if you're, you know, sitting in your car on your lunch break, you can just uh, put the seat back and relax and lay back. And, uh, and if you're able to close your eyes or keep them partially open, closing them halfway, And just starting with the breath and asking yourself a few questions, checking in to see if your breath is slow, just allowing it to slow down, not forcing it to slow down. And maybe you need to take a big breath And then release it all out to relax. And then the breath just comes back to a more natural, slower breath. And once the breath slows down a little bit, ask yourself, is my breath long? And how can I make my breath a little bit longer? And then ask yourself, is my breath deep versus shallow? Am I breathing in my upper chest or am I letting it flow all the way down into the bottom of the rib cage? Is my belly expanding with the breath? And then noticing if your breath is even, meaning am I favoring the inhalation? Is the inhalation short and the exhalation long? Or am I taking in a a long breath and then releasing it out quickly? Just seeing if you can create an evenness between the inhalation and the exhalation. And that evenness is what's going to balance the mind. And then asking, is my breath smooth versus being coarse or choppy? And then finally, asking Is my breath subtle, meaning effortless? And this breathing technique is called natural breathing. This is how we are. We naturally breathe. When we're feeling content, at peace, tranquil. This is our natural state of breathing. And just continue. Long, slow, deep. Even, smooth breathing as you open your eyes and come back. Something very simple but very effective to bring you back into a more mindful state of being. That's it for me, Corey.
0: Right, that was awesome. <laughs> Great. We sure appreciate your time today. And um, definitely, we hope everybody can can tune in for the webinar on April 4th. That's going to be really good. And that's at uh, 1 p.m. Central Time. So mm-hmm. you can definitely pre-register for that. We're on the ASSP communities as well as our LinkedIn page and our Twitter, which is at the little at sign, ASSP HCPS. And otherwise, if you haven't checked it out, by all means, um, check out the rest of our podcasts. We're at anchor.fm slash A-S-S-P dash H-C-P-S dash uh, Or now you can find us on Apple Podcasting or on Spotify. So we hope that makes it more convenient and definitely check out um, today's fantastic podcast. And we have 31 other episodes with all kinds of great topics. So with all that being said, um, we're going to wrap it up right now, but we hope to talk to everybody real soon. Um, Simone, thanks again for being here.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me.